We're going to be in Mark chapter 14 and Luke chapter 22. And it reads in Mark chapter 14, verses 26 through 32. I'm in the King James Version in Luke 22, 54 through 62 in the King James Version. And Mark 14, 26 through 32 read. And when they had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. And Jesus saith unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. And Peter saith unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But he spake the more vehemently. If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also said they all. And they came to the place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to the disciples, Sit ye here, while I shall pray. Luke twenty-two fifty-four through 62 read, Then look they, then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled the fire in the midst of the hall and was set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of an hour after another confidently affirmed, saying, Oh, a truth of this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately while he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Lord, please help me bring the word for your people. The people for this hour, not just in this room, but around the world. We ask for you, Lord, to allow us not to be distracted by monitors, not to be distracted by sound, but to be able to hear you clearly in the midst of Deal with the rain. Deal with all of the things around us. They may encumber us from getting to hear your word. We just ask for you, Lord, right now to bring us to a place of peace, a place of focus, so that you may be able to deliver your word through your servant. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to speak to you from the subject, broken but not defeated, broken, but not defeated. Have you ever just 
stretch the rubber band. Maybe, maybe, maybe y'all never played with rubber bands and stretched them until they broke. Or, or back in the day when you had them long yards sticking, you just bend them. I, I know some of y'all young folks don't know what we're talking about. Y'all got Nintendo and all that, but we had little stupid games, you know. We bend the, the, the yard stick just to see how long we could bend it before it broke. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we, we do it. But, but when enough pressure is applied to anything, at a point, it'll break. The problem is that no one really knows the exact point in which the object will break. It all depends on the elasticity of the material. You can begin to feel the tension in it, but you really don't know when it will break. The Bible in Romans 6, 1 and 2 even implies that God has a breaking point. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in saying that grace may abound? God forbid. This is to say that God will usher grace for a while, but after a while, even he has a breaking point. The disturbing thing is that he does not say at what point God's grace runs out. If I knew exactly the exact point, I, I, I could be confident that, 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 that whatever I do, I would be okay because I know at what point I need to stop. But he doesn't tell us what point. Therefore, there is an uneasiness that keeps me wondering, just like the rubber band. Most of us don't know how uh, our own limitations when you, do, when you do not know your limitations and you don't know who you really are, you, you, you're not ready to deal with the battle, life sometimes becomes a great battle and sometimes becomes torturesome. And I know if it, 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 it's, it, it's not many of you all out there who understand that life not easy sometimes. I know, I know you got it all together, but take notes. Uh, because, you, you know, one day you might have some problems. Well, you may, maybe you need to talk to some mature adults because what they'll tell you, they'll tell you just keep on living. Some of us have never been to the breaking point. Therefore, this sermon may become irritating to you because life has not dealt you a hand that causes you to doubt why God even had you here. Jesus understood human limitations. After they had taken communion, Jesus told them that one of them was going to be offended by him that night. The, the disciples had been passed, had just passed the Judas test, right? All of them were wondering what else could go wrong. They were still excited about not being Judas. Jesus told the disciples one of them was a devil. A few nights before, all of them asked, was it our Lord? And now they had passed this test, and Jesus was blowing the high point of their celebration. You, you, you know how it is when you pass a test. You just want to have a good time for a minute. You just want to savor and appreciate the accomplishment. But Jesus was talking the same the next night. I just passed the devil test. Now you're talking about another test, Jesus. My goodness, let me have my high for a moment. Jesus went on to tell Peter, you're going to deny me before the night is over. Peter rose up and said, not I, Lord. Mm -mm. Have you? But, but you, you, he said you, you was going to deny me that night. <laughs> I don't know about you, but, but, but have you ever been through a long night? 
I, I know we say weeping may endure for a night and joy uh, comes in the morning, but have you ever had a long night? Some of our nights have been two and three weeks long. Some of our nights have been two and three months long. Come on, somebody. Some of us I have had three and four-year nights, but, but you want to know when is this night going to end? Have you ever been through a long night? Oh, come on, God, when my joy going to come? But Peter thought he was strong and indestructible. He had walked on water. Jesus called him the rock on which the church would be built. When no other disciples knew who Jesus was, he had a revelation and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That same night, he tried to kill a soldier to protect Jesus, tried to cut the soldier's head off, but missed and cut his ear off. G uh, Peter was a bad mamma jamma. Come on, somebody. Peter really didn't know himself, though. Peter walked on the water. Come on, somebody. Peter walked on the water when nobody else would go out there and he walked on water looking for Jesus when John said that's Jesus over there cooking. Peter jumped in the water butt naked and swam the shore and said if Jesus over there I'm going to get there right now. Y'all better understand that Peter was a bad man with jammer, but he still did not understand his limitations. The vast majority of us don't know ourselves. We don't know our own limitations, and we make rash, radical statements. People that don't know themselves because <laughs> they, they become critical of people. They don't understand how you broke. They begin to ask, how did you let this happen? Why did you take that if you really were a Christian? Come on, somebody. They want to send you emails, scriptures, text messages, motivational, emotionally detached sermonettes telling you how you should not have broken if you knew Jesus because they themselves have never been tested. I don't talk to people that have never been through a test. I don't talk to people who ain't never been through nothing. I don't let nobody give me advice that ain't never had their nose and life broken. If you ain't been through nothing, baby, you can't tell me nothing. Oh, you better hear me right now. And you better understand there's a breaking point in your life. Can I tell you, I don't need to preach about gossip. You know why? If you just keep on living, and you go through some mess, you will get ready to Judge somebody and remember what you went through and curl your judgmental finger up and put it back in your pocket. I'm here to talk to you. You might not have been through nothing right now, but I'm telling you a storm. Yeah. I would like to tell you that nobody, that you won't break. We'll be able to sell this, sell enough CDs and DVDs. If I could tell you that you wouldn't break, we'd pay this building off today without a capital campaign. Have two and three commercial kitchens. If I could tell you how to get through life without breaking, but I gotta tell you the truth. There's a day, there's a time when you're gonna be dealt something that you won't be able to handle, and you're gonna get to the breaking point. I know that mama loves her child, but Johnny, if you go to jail one more time time mama ain't coming down there. I know. Oh, come on somebody. You better you better talk to somebody. That husband, they keep on tipping out. You tip out one more time, I'm going to cook you some grits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be old enough to understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's a point that we all have that if we get pushed to it, if this 
boss come out here and say something to me one more time. If she knocks this chip off my shoulder, if this waitress pass me by one more time and don't acknowledge me and I see some people a little lighter than me getting served, you better understand I'm about to break it up in here. Now, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm telling you there's a point. Keep on messing with that little petite lady. All you want and who's quiet. You're going to understand why they say when they go to the murder scene, he was always quiet and kept to himself. You keep on pushing somebody, baby, and you all, y'all don't hear me. There's a point. If you keep on pushing me, you better watch out. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Come on, somebody. I'm trying not to lose my hair. <laughs> y'all better watch out. in the Bible, so many mighty men went through a breaking point. They went through times in their lives when they wanted to just throw, in, throw their hands in the air and just quit. Moses did many acts of valor, called ten plagues through, uh, through God on the Egyptian, caused the Red Sea to part. Come on, somebody, turn war, turn a rock into water. Y'all better watch out. Was guided by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. But when they got on his last nerve, he said, God, just kill me right now. Elijah called fire down from heaven, burned up a water-soaked stone altar, killed 450 uh, uh, prophets of Baal all by himself. But when Jezebel said she was going to kill him, he found himself under a juniper tree talking about God kill me and go let me live with my father. Joel talked real tough in the beginning. Naked I came into the world and naked I shall return. He talking about how the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But as it got to work, he said, curse be the day I was formed in my mother's womb and curse be the breast that nursed me. Come on somebody, there's a breaking point. Paul did mighty works for God but and wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament. We wouldn't even have the New Testament if it wasn't for Paul. But when he the pressure got so intense, he said, I was pressed above measure, so much I despaired of life. Jacob was faithful man, wrestled with God and won the battle, walked away with only a limp. But after he kept receiving bad news about his son, he held his head down and said, I can't take no more news. Held his head down and shook his head and went into depression. There was a breaking point in your life that's part of the process. A breaking point that helps you to develop your strength and your faith. It is only when we face your human limitation that you're able to experience the true power of God. As long as life continues to deal you things that you can handle, you will always in a pseudo fashion worship yourself because you would think you indestructible. But when God allows you to get pressed to a point where you can't do nothing but say it, it was not but for God on my side, where would I be? That's when you're ready to be a real soldier. That's when you're ready. When you're broken, God can't use nobody who ain't never been broken because you'll be judgmental. You will be a busybody. You always in other folk business. But when you go through some stuff, ooh, Lord have mercy. 
Once you become splintered and hurt and confused, discombobulated and come face to face with your limitations, you begin to talk like Israel. You will say that if it was not for the Lord on my side. You will say, I don't know about you, but as far as me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. God can't use nobody who's never been dirty, who have never done anything wrong. He, he got to talk to some folk that's been broken because broken people won't judge you. Even if you're sin, not they sin. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Ooh, I'm trying to talk to somebody. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, my God. Come on, somebody. Have you ever been to the breaking point? It's a humbling experience. Come on, somebody. If you ever been through a breaking point, it changes your personality. If you've ever been to the breaking point, it changes your disposition. Have you ever been to a where you went against your own rules, your own standards, your own pet peeves. Have you? I know some of us don't understand that we are break, but let me like this. Have you ever done something you thought you never do? Have you ever done something you do but didn't like we doing it? Okay. Have you ever had a breaking point uncertain about everything, every decision, and everybody around? Aren't even sure about yourself. I want about you. I even sure about one time. You want to be sure. Oh, got quiet in here. I know but quiet. He was not doing wrong. He told Jesus that he must be mistaken. to do Now he told you that you're going to deny him. Now you tell the Lord to be mistaken. Huh? Uh, uh, huh? Uh, uh, let me just keep preaching the text because that, that's, that's a lot of tension there for me because I'm, I'm like, you just telling God he wrong about you. God said we all fall short of the glory of God, but, but you judge everybody because you know you don't do wrong. So you just going to tell God his word, <laughs> not right. Uh, let, let me keep on preaching because I, I, I got to preach another sermon at, at 11 o'clock and I, I got to get y'all out of here. But look, 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 look. The Bible graphically describes this ordeal between Peter and the Lord. As the night progresses and the pressure increases, you begin to see the decline in the relationship between Peter and Jesus. If you read carefully, you will notice subtle things. As the pressure begins, you begin to see Peter fall further and further behind Jesus and the soldiers that were guiding him to the judgment location. He began to follow Jesus, but afar off. Oh, he still comes to church, but he's following a fall off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, 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 every time I notice when somebody about to leave the church, they, they'll, they'll start moving further and further back as if they're sneaking out. <laughs> I remember Deacon Dawson one time, Deacon Dawson said, hey, I'm going to make so-and-so, Deacon so-and-so sit back up here. No, no, let him go on and have his process and leave because he don't want to be here. Let him go on and go. It, 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 it's subtle. It, it's, it's, 
they follow, they, they secret Christians, undercover agents with covert lifestyles. And when the pressure is on, they can go either way. They don't, they don't make comments too strong to anything. <laughs> they won't get involved with anything. They won't join any committee. They won't come to Sunday school. They don't want to go on the young adult trip. They, they don't want to go to the mature adult island. They, they attend church. You will see them in the same pew. They follow, but they follow or fall off. They love the Lord, but it's a secret. They pray, but they really don't want the people around at their job to know they're praying over their food. Say it real quick. Peter stopped and warmed himself by the fire. Warmed himself at the enemy's fire. See, you cannot serve God and mammon. You have to decide this day whom you're going to serve. You have to be careful where you draw your strength from, Samson, when you're under pressure. Oh, yeah, 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 don't hear me. See, when you are not under pressure, you, you okay. You, you will stay away from certain individuals. But when the pressure comes, oh, come on, somebody. Peter began to get comfortable uh, with the warmth of the secular. Some of us cannot get out of certain dilemmas because we keep compromising our faith in God and putting it in a woman, a man, a car, money, a career. Peter was handpicked by God, but he was warming himself by the fire of the world. Some of us have slipped into an apathetic stance in our faith. We don't pray. Remember that song I told y'all not to sing no more? We don't pray like we used to. <laughs> we don't sing like we used to. We don't preach like we used to. We don't walk like we used to. Now, it's the truth. I just was like, just, just you know, just killing the people's spirit. Jesus, have mercy. I said in a sentence, but I don't want to sing no whole song about it. You ain't doing nothing right in your life. You ain't doing <laughs> Peter... People have noticed that any inconvenience in church upsets you now. When the preacher was long a few months ago, you, you would get excited. Now it gets on your nerves. Now a few more people have joined the church even in the pandemic, and some of you in your self-proclaimed seat assignment, you got an attitude now. You ain't got no attitude this morning. <laughs> The same person that'll go to the Redskins game, right? Or whatever y'all name is now. Knowing they're going to lose. Drive down 64, four and five hours. Park 10 miles away from the stadium. Walk there. Get up in a seat that costs you about $100. Get up in the nosebleed section where you can't even hardly see. Where you can see a game better on your TV. Shout when they score a touchdown. Shout when, if they win the game. Get mad if they lose it. Have all type of emotion. Get back in your car and drive three and four more hours. Get through all the turtle speed traffic to make sure you get back home. Get up and go to work, but get mad if you come to church and it go 15 minutes over. Come on, somebody. You better get your priorities in line. You better understand that our God is never defeated, and when you going through something, he going to always Always come and bring you up. The red, whether they are, the national, whoever y'all are. <laughs> Nationals. Man, you know what? I don't know what y'all. 
the team, formerly known as the Redskins. That's what y'all should have did. Y'all should have did a Prince move. That's what they should have did. <laughs> that what I, you, 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 you still carry your Bible, but you don't read it no more. You just bring it because you're supposed to bring it to church. You follow the Lord, but like Peter, you follow or fall off. And this is when we run the risk of coming to our breaking point. The odd thing about the scene with Peter is that Peter could see Jesus and Jesus could see him. But Peter was surrounded by the secular woman himself with the worldly resources. He had become a neutralized soldier. You know, Satan wants to neutralize you. He wants to make you ineffective. He will either dilute you or or pollute you. He will dilute you and cause you to lose your strength or he will pollute you with so much foreign matter that you begin to cease being what you are meant to be. That is why you have to be careful who you talk to because they will pollute your spirit. People that bring you bad news all the time. I heard this and I heard that and I heard this and I heard that. Why you keep hurting everything? Come on, somebody. If you keep hearing everything, I need you to shut it down and stop bringing it to me. People bring me pictures of Facebook messages that somebody talking about me. What you going to bring it to me for? If I don't see a reply telling you to tell them to shut up, don't bring that mess to me because I don't want that stuff polluting my spirit. I ain't got time to look at people always talking about me. I got a devil to fight. I ain't got time to be arguing. Nobody don't dag on Facebook. Shut it down or leave me alone. You better get all oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm trying to tell somebody something right now. You got to learn how to protect your ear gate and your eye gate and your mouth gate because out of the buttons of the heart the mouth speaks and you got to begin to feed your heart with some good stuff. Get yourself away from my hurt, people. Care about people talking about me? They talking about me because they want to be me. Tweet that. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. And I done blocked most of them. So they're right on other folk page. Stop bringing them to me. I block them. You block them or leave me alone. I'm trying. <laughs> a little girl looked at Peter and said, he's one of them. See, when you really belong to God, you won't be able to hide. Come on, somebody. You, you will be at the club and they be like, you, you, you ain't even dancing right. You, 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 you in that dance like Reverend Drone trying to be in a daggone club. You, you, you trying to drop it like it's hot and break. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. They'll be like, you don't even cuss right no more. You, you put the F before the M and the M. You, you don't even know what you talking about no more. You done been with the Lord. Can I tell you something? If you already, if you been with the Lord, his smell will be on you. If you been with the Lord, you can't undo your experience. If you done been with the Lord, even when you backslide, he'll still be there with you. Even if you make your bed in hell, he'll still be there with you. Has anybody been with the Lord? Can I talk to you right now? I don't care if you hoeing on the street. I don't care if you're a gigolo. I don't care if you're a supplicate pimp. If you've been with the Lord, you can't get him off of you. They'll be like, yeah, you ain't the same. You somebody else. You done been with the Lord. I don't know why you're trying to be around me because you're not like me no more. 
haven't been with the Lord, you smell different. You walk different. You talk different. You speak different. You got a different attitude. Your disposition different. When you go to the club, oh, you don't even dance right. You don't compensate right because you've been with the Lord. I remember it was it was five one two three it was six of us and we were going to the club in Atlanta and you know I've been called to preach and we're I'm going and uh, walking and we driving and we stopped to turn around and I ain't gonna say their name they remember they watched my sermon and he he got in the car and got in the car with four people. Now, if you if you a man and you ain't a, a him downstairs man, uh, we don't like sitting that close to other dudes. And so you to leave my front seat, come on somebody, and go sit in the back seat with two other heterosexual Negroes. You don't want to be in my car. And when he left, I was like, my goodness, I, I just went on home. You know, my feelings were hurt a little bit, but then I realized, oh, I'm listening to Kurt Franklin. <laughs> Tupac ain't in here, MJG ain't in here. I'm, I'm up here listening, alone in the room. I'm loving listening to Yolanda Adams. I'm a, he don't want to hear this gospel music. We, he trying to go to the club. My, my whole disposition had changed. I didn't even realize I was different. But when you have an experience with the Lord, come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all don't hear me. You will be on the dance floor running to a, a daggone praise shout. Remember we used to go to the club and all of a sudden Kurt Franklin come on. He's like, how in the world are he in this club? <laughs> Jesus, when you have an experience with God, his sin will never leave you. When they pointed at Peter, he said, I know him not. He compromised his own goals. Peter didn't want to deny him. He just tried to kill a soldier the same night when they came to apprehend Jesus. Peter wasn't weak in no way, form or fashion. I know you're strong, but have you ever done anything you didn't want to do? Ask you again. Have you been anywhere you didn't want to go? Have you ever done something you thought you would never do? Have you ever done what you liked? but didn't like what you did. How do you apprehend yourself when you mess up? How can a cop arrest himself for speeding? God sent three people to ask him the question, did he know him? Do, do you remember when you used to praise God? Do you remember when you used to read your word every day? Do you remember when you used to ask God about things you ask everybody else about now? Do you remember when you used to put your faith in God and not those men or women? The devil always increases the amount of pressure in your life as the distance between you and the Lord increases. The cock crowed three times after he denied him three times. 
The cock crowing was a sign of the distance that was created between him and the Lord. Can I tell you something? It's a sound that nobody heard but Peter. Nobody else thinking about the cock crow. That, that didn't send a message to nobody but Peter. There's some sounds that only you can hear because you have a personal relationship with God. There's some sounds and some signs that God drops in your spirit. And you tell, oh, you better not go down that street right there. But nobody else heard it but you because you've been with the Lord. And he has a way of talking to you that he don't talk to nobody else. When Paul was on the way to Damascus, everybody saw the life, but nobody heard the voice but Paul. Can I talk to somebody right now? Stop trying to talk to them raggedy folk around you. They can't hear what you hear because you've been with the Lord. They can't hear what God is saying to you because he's talking to only you. Ears have not heard. Eyes have not seen what God Jesus Better get on the good foot. <laughs> you create distance by talking to too many people that don't know God. In the midst of all what was going on with Jesus, Jesus turned and looked at Peter. Peter saw Jesus' face. And remember what Jesus told him. And he wept bitterly. Can I, can, I, can I tell you something before I go to the next part of this sermon? Even though Peter was in mess, Jesus still saw him. Which means even in your mess, you still on God's mind. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all sitting in the bed with a woman you shouldn't be with right now, looking at your television set, listening to me live right now, but God's still coming to you and talk to you because he still called you. Oh, I don't want to. Ah, can I talk to somebody? Have you ever had to live with a maybe? See, Peter was was, was doubting himself. Maybe God didn't call me to preach. Maybe God didn't tell me to marry this person. Maybe God didn't tell me to go to this school. Have you ever been stuck with a maybe because you begin to doubt everything God had told you, but because you're in a breaking point? It's because you're falling far off because God does not like when you have distance between him and you because he said, you draw nigh unto me, I draw nigh unto you. You got to understand it. God wants you close to him even with your mess ups. We begin to run away from God when we mess up, but you got to be like David. When David messed up, he said, I've only sinned against you. David again in this house, be butt naked praising God, telling him I'm sorry for everything I do. Every now and then, you just got to get butt naked about your faith. I'm not saying you got to run around naked like David, but I'm telling you, you got to pull all your mess off and let God know I'm sorry. I know I messed up. I know you still call me. I know I fall short of your glory. But God, I still want to do what you called me to do. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I'm talking to somebody that's living with a maybe. I'm talking to somebody that's wondering if God called you. Yes, he did. Hmm. I know you thought you knew everything, but, but just keep on living. 
you'll start judging folk. Uh -huh. <laughs> Just keep on living. <clears throat> Peter denied him. Judas betrayed him. They both was in Jesus' circle. They both wept bitterly. They both looked the same to me. But one were restored and one wasn't. Judas could have been restored, but he didn't repent. He killed himself. And every now and then, you got to understand, you better not kill yourself. You just got to repent because God still wants you. He'll still redeem you. There's no height, no depth, no principality, no former thing, no latter thing. Nothing can separate you from the love of your God. I don't care how much you've been hoeing. I don't care how much you've been lying. I don't care how drunk you've been. God still wants to call you. You are always on God's mind. Oh, Lord, I'm, I came to preach today, I guess. Uh, see, I don't want to. <clears throat> see, when you get to the breaking point, you will begin to question everything. I, I want to talk to some people that's going through something. I don't want to talk to y'all put together folk. If you put together, you can go on and go home right now. I want to talk to some folk that's going through something. I want to talk to some people that don't have all the answers. I want to talk to some people that don't know something sometimes. I don't want to talk to the smart folk. I don't want to talk to the intellectual. I want to talk to the people that know if it was not for God on your side, you don't know where you would be. I want to talk to some people that have been through some hell. I want to talk to people that have been through some battles. I want to talk to people that don't even know what they're going through right now. I want to talk to some people that know if it was not for the Lord. I know some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about because you got your life together. But like I told the poor, just keep on living. That's why Peter and Judas look the same. But I believe, Reverend Jay, that's why God said let the wheat grow up with the tares. Because you would have pulled up Peter thinking he a tear when he was weak. With your judgmental self, not knowing the heart. You always right, but everybody else always wrong. I ain't talking to you. I'm just talking to somebody sitting by you. Peter wasn't there when they beat Jesus. See, see, Peter had just cut a soldier's ear off that night. Not the last week. Not last month. That night. And, and he wasn't trying to cut his ear off. See, back then the, 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 the helmets were forged together. They, they, would, they would take one half and another half and they would, they, would, they would weld it in the middle. And if you could just hit it right there, you split their head open. But Peter, because he wasn't a swordsman, he was a fisherman, he, he, he hit and he didn't hit it quite on center. So it slid down and cut his ear. Peter was trying to kill somebody. He was ready to die. Peter just trying to commit murder. But you know, ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I believe the only reason Jesus really healed the soldier was so he could conceal the evidence and make sure he covered Peter so he wouldn't have to go to jail. Can I talk to somebody? His blood covers you and conceals your mess. I know you keep fornicating, but his blood conceals your mess. I know you keep on lying, but his blood conceals your mess. I know you keep on cheating, but his blood conceals your mess. I know you keep on gossiping, but his blood conceals your mess. He got rid of the evidence. He covered it with his blood. He covered you righteous. You're justified by faith. My God has hid all of my sins. Oh, Jesus. 
I felt that one. He wasn't studying that soldier. He was worried about Peter. That's my exegetical moment. Oh, I'm trying to get out of here because this jogging suit is hot. <laughs> I'm going to bring out the short sleeve next service, y'all. I know it match. Y'all going to see my outfit. I'm going to change, though. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, he, 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 he wasn't there when they beat Jesus. He, he wasn't there when they cracked his cranium with the crown of thorns. He, he wasn't there when they put him on the cross and the psalmist say every joint in his body was disloaded. He wasn't there when Jesus was bleeding to death and struggling to breathe as he suffocated on the cross from his own weight collapsing on his lungs. He, he wasn't there when he walked up the way of Via Della Rosa, the way of suffering. He wasn't there when he stumbled on the way to Galgotha carrying the cross. On the way to Calvary, he wasn't there when he took his last breath. He wasn't there when they stuck him in the side. You can't count on people when they're at their breaking point. And the amazing thing, when I originally was going uh, to call this message, but, 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 but uh, something else, but, but when I saw the text, when I looked in the text, and they took me to Mark chapter 16, verse 7. And I saw it, it said, but go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said. Oh, come on, somebody. Peter wasn't there when he was on the cross. Peter wasn't there when he walked up the way of, the way of Via Della Rosa. Peter wasn't there when they put the nails in his hands. Peter wasn't there when they put the nails in his shins. Peter wasn't there when he carried the cross, but he said he called Peter by name. Can I talk to somebody that thought you had lost God because of the things you did even when Jesus was on the cross there had to be a discussion because they went to him directly they said tell the disciples and Peter they didn't call Andrew by name they didn't call James by name he didn't call Philip by name he didn't call Bartholomew or Matthew by name he didn't even call John the disciple he loved by name Jesus was saying he was hitting the reset button for Peter. He said, I'm going to start your life over. I know you messed up. I know you didn't call on me, but I love you anyway. I said I was going to build my church on this rock. And even though you messed up, I'm still calling you. I'm still going to be with you. Tell the disciples and Peter. I don't know about you. But I want to go through something because I don't want to be Matthew. I don't want to be Bartholomew. I don't even want to be John. I want to do something great where God calls my name. And the only way that God will call your name is if you go through something. No cross, no crown. If you don't suffer with him, you can't reign with him. I want to be Peter. I go through my hell. I go through my fight. I go through whatever I need to go through. 
because my God is faithful. Tell that slippery serpent to leave you alone because it ain't over yet. Tell Satan to bow down. I know my lip busting. I know my nose bleeding. I know I keep backsliding, but it ain't over yet because my God is about to call my name. He's about to point me out. Have you noticed my servant Job? Have you called on Peter? Let me call on Reverend Jay. He'll call you by name. Tell him it ain't over. Let go of my children. Let go of my health. Let go of my mind. Let go of my emotions. Let go of my spirit. Let go of my health. Can I make it personal? Let go of my knee because God has a use for me. I want to be able to shout. I want to be able to stomp my feet. I want to be able to dance before the Lord. Unhand me, Satan. It ain't over. Tell the disciples and Peter. Tell the churches and New Beast Grove. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. But tell him to call your name personally. If you wanted to call your name, just shout Jesus. If you wanted to call your name, just shout Jesus. Jesus, call my name. Hey, I want to go back to old school. They say Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus, I want you to call my name. Jesus, I want you to call my name. Call my name. Call my name. Like Destiny Child. Call my name. If you love me, call my name. Call my name. Call my name. Call my name. I don't want to get secular, but I just want to say, say my name, say my name, say my name, say my name. Tell every preacher, but say, tell Maxwell, tell every church, because newbies grow by name. Hey, my Jesus, my battle axe, my comforter, my paraclete, my Holy Ghost. He said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Call my name. Call my name. Call my name. So you got to stop telling that man to call your name. Stop telling that lady to call your name. Say, Jesus, call my name. If you are not be, say, Jesus, say my name. Say my name. Say my name. I've been going through hell. Say my name. 
I'm tired of this storm. Say my name. I'm tired of this struggle. Say my name. I'm tired of this sickness. Say my name. I'm tired of this infirmity. Say my name. Because if you call my name, the same way you call this centurion soldier, the same way you call the one with the issue of blood, the same way you call blind Bartimaeus, the same way you call Lazarus, if you call my name, I know I shall be victorious. Appreciate it. Tell them to say your name. Oh man, open up the door of the church. I'm tired. Jesus. Listen, there may be somebody under the sound of my voice. Hallelujah. Tell him to say my name. Tell him to say your name. Tell him to say your name. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name, Jesus. Say my name. Say my name. Say my name, Jesus. Call him. Call my name. Call him. Call my name. Jesus. Call my name. Jesus. Call my name. Because if you call me, the devils would tremble. If you call me, cancer would bow down. If you call me, my job would leave me alone. If you call me, racism can't stop me. If you call me, I know I'll be blessed. Call my name. But can I tell you a trick? If you really wanting to call your name, just call his. If you don't know El Shaddai, just say Jesus. If you don't know Jehovah Jireh, just say Jesus. If you don't know Jehovah Shalom, just say Jesus. If you don't know Jehovah McKinnish, just say Jesus. If you don't know El Elyon, just say Jesus. Why? Because Colossians says he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You don't need to know Greek. You don't need to know Hebrew. You don't need to know all the names of God. If you just say Jesus, every knee, every disease, every enemy, every sickness, every gossip, every attack will bow down to his name. His name. His name is Jesus. Well, there's something about that name. Jesus, there's something about that name. It caused demons to tremble. It caused lives to get right. It caused bats to get straight. It caused lives to be restored. It caused health to be redeemed. It caused your body to be redeemed. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
The funny thing is, I wasn't going to even preach today. I was about to call Reverend Jay because my mind was on my brother and the situation he's in. But God said, if you just call my name and do what I called you to do and don't be distracted by your family business, I will show myself faithful. Hey, Jesus. 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 I don't know about you, but I almost quit this job. I almost walked away. I already had a job in Atlanta a few years ago. I was about to be the principal in DeKalb County because church folk was getting on my nerves. Have you ever been to a point where you want to throw your hands in the air and let it all go? But I was about to throw it. I said one, I said two, and on three, God said you better not leave what I called you to do. Not now one of them Negroes called you to preach. Not now one of them Negroes gonna put you in heaven or hell. So if you faithful to me, I'll be faithful to you. I'll move them out your way. If you just look toward the hills from which cometh your help, I shall. I just got to be transparent. I was done with y'all. I was gone. I already had a job. Then at the interview, they knew my work. They were mad when I left. They tried to give me more money to stay. But God said, be faithful. Unless you go do something like Peter, he can't call your name. Unless you go through something like Peter, he can't call your name. I don't want to be Matthew. I don't want to be Bartholomew. I don't even want to be John, because really, truth be told, John the one said he was a disciple he loved. He wrote that. Matthew didn't say that. Mark didn't say that. Luke didn't say it. Peter, Timothy, nobody else said it. So it could have just been his own mind. But I do know, even though Peter wasn't at the cross, even though Peter was a backslider, even though Peter would cuss folk out, the angels had a message directly from God. Tell the disciples and Peter, which means Jesus was thinking about him even on the cross. And they must have had some type of dialogue because the first church meeting, even though Peter had just denied him, they said, Lord, no, no, Paul, he ain't going to preach. No, John, I, I love you, but you ain't preaching, man. No, 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 go tell Peter. He, he going to preach the first sermon. He, he going to preach the first sermon after I'm gone. Can I tell you something? Even though you messed up, God still trusts you because he made you. Even though you keep falling, he put you there because he trusts you. He know your spirit is willing, but he also know your flesh is weak. He trusts you. 
because he's not looking at your it's a fine line. He's not looking at your morals, although you need to get your morals together. He's looking at your integrity. He's looking at your character. David was a man of the God's own heart. And David wasn't the best person. I told y'all about David. They knew David. When they was, David was sick, he put two fine women in the bed. He didn't touch either one of them. Oh, he did. He ain't coming back. They knew his vices. But God still called him a man of the God's own heart. Why? Because he don't look at your mistakes. He look at your heart. Stop running around here beating yourself up. God has called you to do great things. And he who began a good work in you shall finish it. So if you keep doing and keep walking and keep pressing toward the mark of his holy call, eventually it shall come to fruition. Go to Rebecca and write the vision out and make it plain. Because God want to take you to another level. In the name of Jesus. Amen.